When I tell y'all I'm excited, I am excited. Today with us, we have one of the most profound and sincere speakers who has a deep spiritual connection and love for both God and his people. Hailing from Natchez, Mississippi. My cousin, my brother, my pastor, Pastor Dwight Green with us in the power plant today. How you living? I'm doing good, cousin. How you doing, man? Doing great. Doing great. Okay, let's get plugged in. We are charged with two things. One, the discovery of our gift. And two, the responsibility of sharing that gift with the world. And right now, Someone is buried underneath the weight of a false narrative they believe about themselves. And they're going to see this and they're going to know he is from where I am at. Not talking about a geographical location, but a mindset, a, a set of circumstances. And they're going to know that you successfully navigated your way out of a place that they can't see their way out of. So, Pastor Dwight Green, this is your hour to amp the people up with the power of your story. Let's electrify him. All right. So, knowing what you know now, what would you tell the 18-year-old version of yourself? And could you give us a glimpse of what was going on in his life? Okay. First of all, it is a privilege to be able to be here with you uh, on this uh, broadcast. Uh, you're doing some awesome things, and I'm just I'm just giving God the glory because I know that you're reaching people all across the world, uh, and so it's just a privilege to be able to be here today. Uh, and uh, to answer your question, uh, eighteen at eighteen, that was a <laughs> That was a very uh, challenging time uh, for myself. Uh, I had gotten kind of into the streets um, and was thoroughly entrenched, even though I was uh, a pastor's son. Uh, I was uh, thoroughly entrenched at 18 years old into experimenting with, you know, all the other, all the activities that come along with living the street life. Um, I had fully... Uh, sent myself in, down that road. And uh, a matter of fact, I was so far down there to where my father uh, and my mother told me later on that they didn't want to even see the news, the, the uh, evening news, because they thought that I would be on it uh, in some capacity. So that just kind of gives you a glimpse as to where I was. I was very lost at that time. But at 18 years old, uh, I was spinning my wheels. I was lost. Um, I was uh, running the streets. I was involved in all kind of activity that I just look back on and, and just thank the Lord that he didn't take me out then. But can, um, you, can you give us just a glimpse of, of something that uh, that you were involved in that somebody might be involved in that might say, wow, OK, I'm I'm in this situation, but I'm looking at this man and seeing what he did to change his life. Um. Right. Well, uh, unfortunately, it was 
again, things I, I regret, but gangs activity uh, was involved in that to a degree. Um, was involved in uh, drinking, drugs, um, immoral lifestyles, uh, all of the above, uh, you name it, basically. The power. I, and you, I, I just want to say that 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 testimony is powerful. And um, one word of advice that you would give yourself from where you're sitting in that chair right now to that young man, if there was one word of advice, what would you give him? What would you say to him? One word of advice. He needs a lot more than one word, but if I had to give him one word, <laughs> uh, it would be self-reflection. Because the reason why I say that is because uh, at every juncture where I made a significant change in my life, it came because of reflection and an evaluation, self-evaluation, self-reflection. And here's the thing I would, I would tell that 18-year-old person. I would tell him, you do self-evaluation uh, voluntarily because unfortunately life became so hard and so difficult until I had no choice but to do self-reflection. But it's, it, when you're waiting on life to combine to that point to where you have no choice, you've wasted five, seven, 10 years. Where if, you, if I would have done it, say annually, if I would have done it yearly, I could have uh, savored a lot of the years that I wasted, uh, not going in the self-evaluation mode and just running down the wrong path and staying down the wrong path for five years until I really reflect and say, you know what, I need to take a different route. So the first word of advice I would give him would be do a lot of self-reflection when it comes to your spiritual life, when it comes to all facets of life. Do self-evaluation because... You always need to look to see, is this going to get me to the destination I want to get to? I just want to say that's that power right there. <laughs> yes, I hope some, I know somebody's listening. And the power and what was just shared with us is phenomenal. So, and it, and it sounds, it sounds like something that is so simple that it, 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 how is that gonna put the power in it? The power in it. So, the next question, which was how you discovered the gift that lives within you. Uh, and I stayed in that vein for uh, a couple of years before I finally went into the military. Uh, I saw where I tried to go to school, tried to go to a university, uh, Jackson State University. But uh, again, my mindset wasn't the way it needed to be. And so I end up. Uh, leaving out of there because I was just spinning my wheels, wasting money, wasting time. And so uh, I went into the military uh, because I know I needed to be able to get some type of structure uh, and some discipline into my life. And so I, I went that route um, and that did help me in that capacity. It gave me a chance to kind of hit the reset button. And when I got out, I finally started, uh, I was still kind of halfway in, halfway out, uh, but I can at least uh, get a new start. And so I started trying to uh, better myself in some areas. 
got a job where I was kind of a industrial type job. It still wasn't where I needed to be, but it was where I was for the moment. It, it had provided a little structure. And so I was there. And then one day I remember clearly as today that I was looking on my lunch break and I was just looking off uh, at the, uh, at the nature scene that was behind the, the, the complex. And I thought to myself, this is not the life for me. I need to, uh, I need to be going a different path. And that day uh, I began to enroll into a uh, junior college. And from there, my life began to change. Uh, but it was due to the fact that I had to do some self-reflection uh, to be able to see where I was, where I was heading, and was this where I wanted to be. And uh, when I really did that, I said, no, this is not it, and I have to do something. Didn't know what all I needed to do, but I knew that uh, education would be something that I, it couldn't hurt, and um, it may be able to be a benefit, and that led me down the road to eventually making uh, all the other changes that came along with it. And so uh, from there, I began to uh, get enrolled in, in school, did much better this time, began to kind of get on the dean's list and some other things because I had a better head on my shoulders at that time. Uh, but I still didn't have my spiritual life together. And so I was uh, succeeding or starting to get my uh, footing academically and uh, job-wise, things started opening up, but I still didn't have the spiritual component the way it needed to be. And so I um, was still going to church all this time because I, that's what I was, uh, that was what was ingrained in me early on, the, the importance of, uh, of God. And so I never really forsaken that. Uh, so I was still going to church, but I decided that um, I was going to start help to start me and another uh, friend of mine at the, t at the time uh, decided that we were going to uh, start a singles ministry. And at that singles ministry, getting that started, uh, we started from scratch doing the things we needed to do. Uh, and I forgot we did all the planning, had everything laid out, had about 50 people to show up on the first uh, go around, the first activity. But one thing I did forget, I got the food, I got everything together, but I forgot who was going to speak. And so on the night of, everybody was there and we were looking around saying, who's going to speak? And they said, you're up. And so uh, I got up and did what I could. I'm sure it wasn't the best, but I did what I could. And uh, that was the beginning of me getting a taste for uh, uh, teaching and expounding the word of God. And from the uh, feedback I got from that, I began to do it on a regular basis. And from there, the uh, minister at the time heard uh, what was going on with the teaching and uh, asked me to do a Sunday night uh, service. Uh, so I got up and uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday night service, got up and did that. And from there, it began to progress on until uh, I started getting active in the church again, started doing some things. And so my spiritual component began to come into play, too. And that's when the two came together. Can you tell the story of how you discovered you had a responsibility to share that gift with the world. Sure. Uh, again, from that singles ministry, um, I got feedback and it wasn't just a typical feedback. You know, you did a great job, that type of a thing, but it was feedback where it was uh, more in depth. It was, they were sharing how this really changed my perspective on what I'm going through right now. This really 
gave me something to think about as far as what I'm going through in life. And that really registered to me to be able to not just get, you know, the accolades of you doing a good job. That's not what I want. What I want is to know that an impact is being made. And when I got that feedback, that really drove me to, okay, I need to dig more. I need to dig deeper because this is really helping someone. And so that's what motivated me when I got the initial feedback that this was really having an impact in somebody's life. This is really helping to shine light and hopefully it'll be a light bulb moment for somebody or it can be just the word they needed to hear to make the change because I know how it was when I needed to hear that word or when I needed to get that light bulb. And so if it helped me, I want to try to help someone else with it too. So that's what kind of uh, lit the fuse for me. So remember everyone, when I said in the beginning, when I introduced him, I said that he is one of the most profound and sincere speakers. That right there, what you just heard, his responsibility to share his gift with the world was encapsulated in what he just said. It wasn't the accolades that 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 promoted his him to share. It was can what come out of my comes out of my mouth reach somebody and have a great impact. That right there, that is what makes you who you are. And that is the power in everything that you do. And uh, I just have to give you your your props and your respect on, on that level because you inspire so many. I know myself included. Um, how did you make belief reality? And when I say that, you had a vision that came out of that responsibility of sharing that gift. You were at a point where that vision was just thoughts in your mind. How did you make belief reality? Okay. Um, well, the thoughts that was in my mind, uh, God gave me a, a kind of a glimpse of, of, of the potential that it could be. Um, and once I began to get that glimpse, um, I began to do whatever I could to, uh, support that vision. Uh, for instance, uh, there've been several along the way, uh, and I'm still working on them constantly. And so, um, for instance, uh, I think I may have shared with you this story, uh, years ago. I may, may might not have, but, um, when I was really, when I came back to Natchez, uh, I was in, I think, Texas, Dallas. And when I came back here, um, it was under circumstances that I really didn't. Uh, it wasn't my first choice to come back here, but circumstances put it where doors were closing and God was leading me back here. I just didn't know it at the time. Mm. And so um, when I got back here, I was frustrated. I was disappointed uh, because I thought my vision would have me going in a different direction. Uh, but when I got here, uh, the Lord did. Uh, my father was the minister of a uh, church. Uh, and so I got a chance to kind of see him. And when I saw him, knowing that God uh, put something inside of me to be able to reach out and to teach and to be able to help people, I began to kind of just look at what he was doing. And God began to give me a vision of saying, you know, 
what he's doing, you could be doing that uh, also and then more uh, because, you know, God is, a, is an exceeding God. Uh, and so he was sharing with me that, you know, you can do more. And so uh, I began to try to support that. In other words, uh, I started doing things in my life to line up with that vision. Uh, I on a week on a weekend where, you know, I would generally go meet my friends because I hadn't seen them in years. And since I'm back now, people want to kind of hang out with me and I want to hang with other people. But once I got that vision out on a Friday and a Saturday, I would go to the church because, you know, my father had the keys. So I would go into the church and I would go into his office, say about 10 o'clock, nine o'clock. And I would just be in that big building all by myself. And I would just stay in that building up until about three or four in the morning because I didn't want to be around anyone or anybody else. And I would actually be in the either in his office or I would go into the pulpit area and just sit and just envision how it would look to have that that uh, audience. I mean, that auditorium packed, how it would look to have the balcony packed. And I would literally sit there and visualize for hours at a time. Uh, and play it in my mind how it would look and play it in my mind what I would be doing and play it in my mind the impact it would be having. And so I would try to do whatever I could to try to line up those things. And I think I shared with you on one other occasion when we moved over to this location where we're at now, this facility, uh, there's a Burger King that's right out right across the street from us. And so when God uh, gave me the vision that we could uh, possibly have this uh, facility, it was well out of our reach at the time, but I, I, I just asked the people to let me have a tour of the place. And as I walked through the building, God just began to crystallize a vision of being able to have a church as well as a school uh, at this location. And so what I would do then, I, we were still at the other location, the 4th Street location. On my lunch break, I would take my lunch, uh, go into the Burger King parking lot and just park there for an hour and a half and have my car where it will be facing the facility we're at now. And I would just sit there for an hour, hour and a half and just visualize. I could see school buses dropping kids off. I could see kids playing. I saw all of that in my mind for months and literally several years at a time before that ever, uh, before we ever moved over here because I needed to support the vision that God gave me. And so I don't know if that answers the question, but those are some of the things that I tried to do. I, I got it. Right there. If y'all are listening, I need you not to just listen. I need you to see because wherever you're at right now, you might not be where it is that, that you see yourself, but you need to start seeing yourself and placing yourself in the in, in position to line up with the destiny that God has for you. This has been one of the most powerful illustrations of everything that this podcast is talking about right here. If y'all are listening, it doesn't matter where you're at. You could be in the midst of of whatever lifestyle. You could be so far away from where it is that you know you're headed but you have to start self-reflection and then visualization. This right here has been phenomenal, a phenomenal example. 
I, I don't even know. I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> My good God. Um, okay. Ah, all right. Being that you are a visionary type person, which I, I you know, I know that. Um, I'm right. going to just share with the audience how I just had happened to come visit my cousin and uh he said come come on in the car with me let's go dream i'm like go dream oh okay <laughs> let's go and so we went to the uh the parking lot of the building that he is now sitting in oh, yep. and we walked the perimeter because it be- it belonged to someone else. Oh. He we walked the perimeter and he just shared the vision with me. I'm telling you that that moment that I'm like, oh wow, I can see it. I can see it. And all the while, I'm thinking in my mind, wow, this is how it's done. When you have a vision in your life, when you have a goal, you need to see it. You need to walk the perimeter of it. And that's right. The day, the day that I was able to get the invitation to attend the grand opening where the church moved into the dream. Yeah. About took me out because we were literally inside of a living dream. I don't know if y'all understand the power of that, but what you set your mind on, and it's very important that you set your mind on the right things because that's where you're going to go. That's right. Thank you so much. Just for, for, for all the things that you shared with me, just and sharing this testimony this is this is powerful uh, out of respect for your time um what would you like to share with uh the viewers about what's on your horizon and where they can interact with you uh locally and uh with the online community okay well uh Again, as as I said, the, the visions keep coming because God, uh, he, he wants us to move from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And so he's always going to have the next thing going. And so uh, we did finally this year, uh, the devil was busy trying to put roadblocks, as he always does with anything that's going to be going, that's going to be significant for God. He's going to put roadblocks there. He's going to put stumbling blocks and God is going to allow it. You know, because he wants us to be able to grow in our faith. So when it finally comes to pass, we have the faith to be able to maintain it. And so uh, going through some obstacles. But finally, in 2021 of August, uh, we were able to finally open the academy. And so now we have the uh, preschool going now. uh, And next year, and we're going to be able to finally start going into hopefully some grades. Uh, we'll be going into kindergarten, first grade, and the goal is going to be able to really have a school, a Christian private school that's going to be able to have the main emphasis being, you know, kingdom, uh, the Lord, uh, having kingdom minded people. Uh, and I, I, I know you can do it for the 12th graders, you know, for the 11th graders, but I think it's 
urgent that we start as young as we can because the devil starts as young as he can. And so we need to be starting as young as we can because they're so indoctrinated with all the other things with media and everything else going at them. We have to do our part so we can get them for eight hours a day uh, and being able to sprinkle in the word of God, sprinkle in the vision of God, sprinkle in the plan that God has for their life and still having an academic spirit of excellence. I think we'll be achieving and making an impact. And so that's what we're doing now. Uh, just to share with you real quickly is that earlier today, I say about an hour ago, uh, I was walking through the classrooms and counting how many people are going to be in each classroom. Uh, and I counted up to about 160 something. So that's the goal now. And yeah. I can see the kids already. There you go. Uh, they're, they're coming. Is it, it? I don't know when, but they're coming uh, because that's that's what God has for me. And so uh, that's the upcoming thing right now is going to be the school. Uh, and I know your, your people can uh, appreciate this. I know you can, uh, cousin, but um, I take a page out of uh, Paul's book. And uh, Paul said he was called to the Gentiles. That was his assignment. Now, when he went into the into a new place, he spoke to uh, Jews, he, the Judeans, he spoke to Gentiles, he spoke to everybody, but he had a particular calling uh, to the Gentiles because that was his assignment. Uh, I feel like, you know, the message is for everybody. God wants us to, everybody to be saved, but I have a particular yearning and a particular craving for uh, our people, uh, in particular uh, people uh, who are of so-called African-American descent. Uh, who are kind of going through very difficult times and been spiraling for years, generations. And I, I think that uh, if they can get a knowledge of self, who they are in relationship to God and in relationship to their past, and they'll be able to see a brighter future ahead. Because, you know, if you don't know your past, your future is not going to be uh, bright at all. And so my emphasis is on trying to get us to be able to see uh, ourselves from God's perspective, see that we're kings and queens, see that we are yeah. ambassadors for Christ, see that we are the head and not the tail. Yeah. And once we can kind of do those things, we can start making an impact. And again, that's the word for everybody, but I definitely want to make sure our people get it because we're at a, at a, at a difficult place right now. And I know that the word of God is the answer. And so that's what I'm doing on the academy level. And on the spiritual level, we're just trying to get the word out because we know that this is spiritual warfare we're in. At the end of the day, it's spiritual warfare. And the only thing that's going to overcome that is knowing the word and applying the word of God to your life. So for those who are here locally, we are at 8 Covington Road, Natchez, Mississippi. Um, you can call us 601-442-2977. Our uh, email is livingwordnatchez at gmail.com. For the academy, you can reach us at Natchez Christian Academy at gmail.com. For those who want to tune into our service, we have Sunday morning service. Uh, and uh, my cousin, Brian Green, he's the expert technician there. He makes sure he's the maestro, make sure everything is going right, uh, making sure everything is coming in right. And, and uh, he does a great job with that. And so uh, we have service uh, every Sunday morning at 930 we're trying to get the academy up. We got great things going because we know we serve a exceeding God. And so we want to do great things for the kingdom. 
All right. Well, I will post uh, links to everything that you just said so that the people know how to get in uh, touch locally and online. Thank you again for your time. I know there's a lot of things going on. Remember that the takeaway from, from today's chapter is self-reflection and envisioning of be what you envision. You have to be it. So until next time, everyone stay connected and God bless. God bless. To change the narrative in your life, take the next step. Invest in yourself and book a life strategy coaching session with me at www.beliefinteriordesign.com. Let's start the journey of making belief reality.